0: Hello and welcome to Around the Outside, the podcast for Formula One Fanatics with me Chris Moss and Jake Peach.
1: Thank you for stopping by and getting involved with the podcast. Don't forget, if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you'll never miss a new episode on your favourite podcast platform. Also, don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just search Around the Outside Podcast on Facebook, and we're at ATO Podcast underscore on Twitter and Instagram. Let's continue chatting to our very special guest this week here on Around the Outside. There was so much to divulge in and find out about that we had to split this into two episodes. So this is part two of our chat with Pastor Maldonado here on Around the Outside. Obviously, we've just been reminiscing about Spain and that uh, amazing victory uh, for Williams. Um, Spain must be one of your favorite tracks then because of that. What other favorite circuits did you like going to in your time on the grid?
2: Monaco, of course. I've been always very, very quick. Monaco. Uh, It's maybe the most difficult circuit uh, together with Singapore. Singapore, I I was always very good also. Uh, I like uh, SPA, my first point in Formula One. Uh, I always won there in all the categories. I always been uh, what else? There is so many. I I, I enjoy every every single track. Uh, Silverstone, I love. I always been in the top in the junior categories in Silverstone. Mm. Always fighting for for good races. I, I drove the old Silverstone and the new Silverstone. Yeah, that's
1: that's not many drivers can say they've done that nowadays. The,
2: the new 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 generation. They they didn't know uh, a lot about the the tracks. I always I also drove. Uh, three different uh, spa. Wow. You remember the last sector spa? Yeah, yeah what
1: well, well, in the 90s when at uh, the bus stop?
2: Uh, bus stop in the night. I, I dropped that. I raced that uh, maybe for two years, 2002, and 2000, 2003 and four. And then they changed for a very long corners, mm-hmm. 2004 or five. Five to six, something like this, and then they rechange to the last version. So I drove in Spa three three different versions. Uh, Monza, I love Monza because it's a very historical circuit and uh, it's very fast. It's very difficult to to, to be quick because it only few corners, low low downforce in the in the car. You know, it's quite tricky, and, and I love this uh, kind of circuit when the drivers can make a little bit of difference. In the car, okay. From the new circuits, from the new generation of circuits, I really like uh Austin, Austin, because mm. it combines a lot of nice corners, okay, up and downs, uh, very good breaking points. Maybe not 100% happy with the tarmac with the asphalt, <laughs>
1: no.
2: okay? but but the, the layout of the track is amazing, okay uh but honestly i always been very good in in all the tracks i never had any any issue of mentally hating a track or (laughs) saying oh in in this track i'm not feeling so good always feeling good everywhere but of course you always have your favorite
0: and talking about favorites do you have a favorite driver currently driving in formula one Good
1: question.
2: <laughs> Actual drivers. Actual drivers. Actual driver. Actual driver. Of course, is Hamilton. Uh, of course, he is because uh, you know we've been racing together since the car Okay. Mm. Uh, Lewis being always very quick. Okay, but at the same time, he being always making mistakes and in the middle of the troubles. Okay uh because when you are quick it's normal. you are uh, reaching the, the the limit and when you when you cross the limit you are very close to cross the limit it's, it's normal to, to to make some mistakes. But now in the in the last five years, let's say for four, four years, especially four years, Lewis has been always always an extremely quick driver since he was racing in GOKA in all through the categories until Formula One. From the beginning in Formula One, of course, he always was in the best teams in any category, which this make it easier for him, okay? But I need to say that now he is driving in another level. It's not another level of of speed. It's another level of um, interpretation of the race. Okay, he's very mature, he's very intelligent, uh, very consistent, and when he need to put out his hundred and five percent, he is doing. Okay, but also when he need to back off and to drive at ninety five percent, he is doing. And this is not easy to reach. This is something very, very, very difficult. I remember just Michael Schumacher. Uh, doing this in the past, okay? Uh, it's never easy to win. It's never easy to win. The people say, ah, always Hamilton is winning. This is not good for Formula One, he's the best, okay? He's the best, they are the best team. It's not only about the driver. It's all the team are doing an amazing work, okay? Hamilton, he feels extremely good in the team and all the people who are working around him, they feel so happy because he's not, imagine he's so special to, to drive. We may be the best driver ever in Formula One. It's something historical, okay? And uh, and also Luis being uh, racing in different uh, type of Formula One, maybe three, three or four different very different changements mm. okay in the car three or four let's say three at the, until now and he was always adapting himself to the different condition to the different tires to the different uh, rules okay so i think his achieve, achievements are something incredible in terms of records of course but also not not looking at it from from the data point of view okay and and, and telling you my professional skills okay to to reach what he is doing now racing behind the wheel is something special I, like also uh Verstappen, because i think he is the new generation he's very quick he was quick even when we he was racing with me and we had all uh, couple of battles together. He was very quick. He was very good, Uh, but you know, the the special thing of this guy is that he's still young, very young, let's say, and he have a lot of year of Formula One already behind. Okay, so he have the mileage. He's getting mature quite quickly. He's uh, a different personality of, of Hamilton, of course, but personality, I always put on the side because what we want as a passionate about the sport is performance wise. Okay. And performance and the, the approach, the, the, the intelligence of the driver when he is in the track, how he's managing uh, his speed, how he's managing uh, the career. And today, this year, you can see a different, a different driver. Okay. With more mature, immediately from the beginning of the, the season more mature, very quick, very solid, and right behind always Hamilton. Okay, mm. which is amazing for Formula One and it's something what we, we were missing from uh, many years.
1: Yeah, very much so. You were talking about um the the that how Hamilton has been able to stay successful through you know three different types of, of Formula One. Um how did you find the change from when you went from the naturally aspirated V8s to the to the to the hybrid era? What, how difficult was that adapting to those cars?
2: It was quite difficult. Not from the driving style. It was quite quite difficult from the technical side. Okay. okay. Uh, all the Mercedes teams, they were so lucky that the their project they were working immediately. Okay. All the other teams, they've been very penalized. Especially, I, I was with, with, with Renault, okay, at the beginning, and uh, half season I stay uh, with some problems in, in in around the engine, okay, because there is so many components.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Now, when you when you say engine is not the proper engine, is the ECU, is the ADC, power unit, is
0: yeah.
2: yeah. the power unit, okay. So uh, it was frustrating, honestly, it was frustrating because. The VA was they, they were working very good. Good power in the engines, proper Formula One. the The racing car itself it was a proper racing car. Okay, when I start with the with the new power unit, it was like a, I was not driving a racing car. Okay, it was very difficult, more heavy, and normally Formula One you always go for lighter lighter car. Okay. Lighter and power, and this is okay. More powerful, but they take out a lot of downforce, so less downforce in a Formula One, which is the other way around.
1: Yeah,
2: and only power. Okay, so they were teams that uh, were making the difference. As even even today, they they are still making the difference. All the Mercedes guys from the from the running engine uh, perspective they have an advantage, okay? And then, of course, there is so many changements, okay? Uh, now the cars have uh, more downforce, uh, the wider tires mm-hmm. uh, is quite, quite, quite different. But Mercedes have is still now an advantage, not in power, because I remember when I also raised my last year with Mercedes engine. When we changed from Renault to Mercedes, the engine feel even more down on power than the than the Renault. But it was, it, it was the approach of the engine, the reliabilities of the engine. It was mm-hmm. very smooth, very similar to the V8. So it, it gives you the, the, the open range to work with the setup of the car, with the tires, with the engineers. It was not full focus in the engine side. Mm-hmm. The engine was always working, and now we can focus in the setup of the mm-hmm. car and to improve. You know, so that 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 is Mercedes. Today, of course, after many years, Renault is having a very good power unit. Uh, also Honda, which they've been strangled a lot, mm-hmm. a lot, a lot from their beginning. And they learn, they learn the lesson, they correct the mistakes. And now they have maybe the most powerful engine in, 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 in Formula One. But in terms of reliability, I think it's still Mercedes is above the the is ahead of, of 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 the others. You know, in terms of reliability, It's amazing. This engine, how elastic can be. You know, how you can play with the maps. Mm-hmm. You are never. There is no limitations to do what you need to do in the car, and it's helping you a lot from the from the cares, from the hairs. You know, uh, the braking. Braking system is uh, is more flexible for mapping. It's something that they 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 immediately understand the rules, and they they, they did amazing job. Mm. They did amazing job. And what is amazing also to this team is as they still now after many years they are able to keep improving. Mm. You know, is the proper is a proper team in Formula One, and maybe. One of the best teams uh, I ever seen in Formula One, mm. uh, as a solid, compact. You know, every every single thing of the team is working. The power unit is working. The gearbox is working. The aerodynamic is working. They can uh, give, deliver to their drivers what they want in a record time. Of, of course, they spend a lot of money. They have, but also Ferrari have, also Red Bull have the money, McLaren have the money, so it's not only about the money, it's always to put in the right people together and of course Mercedes they have. Obviously
0: 2021 is your 10th anniversary of when you first started in Formula One. Mm -hmm. Looking back, would you give any advice to a young
2: Pastor Maldonado from yourself now? (laughs) Ah, You always, you know, you always learn a lot from outside is, uh, and also I tell, I tell to you guys that, that from outside is always more diff, more easy to, to talk mm-hmm. than when you are inside, you know? And, and it's, uh, now it's easy for me to to, to to say something. Of course, I did some mistakes, as all the drivers, you know, all the drivers they've been involved in, in mistakes, mm. especially at the beginning of their career. And then with, with more years, as every job, it become more uh, natural, more easy. Uh, and, uh, I, I enjoy my time in Formula One. I think I done the maximum uh, achievement uh, a driver with a William car can done, okay? Also from the time, because we, we had not the car to, to, to win. We had a, a car to be between P12 and P8. That was our target always, every race. You know, uh I, I being able to place the car many times in the top three qualifying, so uh, which which was poor speed, only one lap, poor speed, VA engines, no differences, no big differences in the engines as today, you know. At the beginning of the visits when Mercedes used the the the, the quality modes, mm. they were making an extra second of difference between the other cars. And you look like a stupid behind the wheel. <laughs> yeah. Then in the race, more or less, okay, you balance and you, you were able to, to do something. But in quality, it was very difficult to, to compete in my early times with the, v, with, with the V6, okay? And the powers, new power unit. Today is more equal, but still, there is still making some uh, jumps mm. because of the, uh, the managing the energies, the turbo. So it's very tricky. It's not down all to the drivers today. It's it been always very important, the car. But today is even more. You okay? mm-hmm. have the car to deliver uh, the 100%. I learned. I learned a lot. I had an amazing experience. I had uh, a lot of friends, which is maybe the most important uh, thing that I done during my years in Formula one uh, I love the sport I've been always involved uh, in touch with my with some of my engineers with some of my mechanics hmm. uh, and then it teach me also which now I'm telling the, the most important thing of my career, as a Formula One drive because motor racing teach you a lot. But when you reach Formula One, it change your life and it changed my life. Every day I approach like Formula One, OK, just to have success in, in my life. OK, everything is very precise. Everything is organized plan, uh, with a plan, with a program behind. Every uh, every day I know what what to do, you know, and not discovering anything everything is very organized and i i tend this to the formula one philosophy because it changes your life you know the approach of, of your life is poor formula one
1: and uh, you obviously look very fondly back on your time in Formula One, and I, I'm sure you've seen speculation all, the, all, all along the years of you, when, when's pastor going to come back? Um, uh, you, you seem like that, that chapter is kind of written now and it's kind of, you remember it for what it is. But is there any capacity that you might come back to the sport, whether that's driving on the grid or whether you be involved in sort of team management in the next few Me- years, next decade?
2: Listen, uh, I tried to come back immediately when, when I missed my place in, in, in Lotus because they sold the team. I had already contract for one more year, but they sold the team. Renault uh, chose another uh, two superstar drivers uh, for for uh, for the for that year, 2016, I think. And, uh, and yes, the year... They, they their decision was poorly money, okay, in the team. Mm-hmm. I had, i have been having at the time problem with my sponsors, okay? And uh, and also my, my country become quite popular in terms of political, mm-hmm. uh, international political scenes. Mm-hmm. So it didn't help a lot to to, to my uh, continuing in Formula One. I tried to, to come back, yeah, I was pretty close with uh sour at the time, okay? And, uh, but you know, I, I start to think, okay, it's gonna be all difficult again. So I didn't want to suffer again. Uh, you know, I, I deserve to have a, a solid program, okay? Difficult to have always a winning card, but at least a solid program, not to go to every race and you don't know if the mechanics will work or not because they didn't pay the salary. OK, we, we went in Lotus. I reached races. Uh, I had no any room in the hotel because they didn't pay the hotels. OK, in Formula One, we never had uh, oh, never. Sometimes we, we didn't have uh, the catering in, in the team. So we were working without food in the track. And the people, oh, uh, the, all the mechanics, they, they, we needed to. To, to, to ask for food for, for some other teams. And this is not Formula One, you know? This is not what I wanted because it, also in GP2, I was happy, you know? Yeah. And if you are reaching Formula One, you need to have the resources to approach mm. the category. Yeah. Otherwise you stay home. So also, Sauber was offering at the time. And I said, okay, maybe it's a, a good time to, to step back for a little bit and to see what's going on, and uh, I discover so many things in my life that I didn't know. Okay, I become a father for a second time. I spend time with my family. I I start my my new activity, which is which is a a, a family office. We we do uh, investments. Okay, mm-hmm. around the world. Uh, and then a, a certain point I say, okay, now I need to get to get back and, and, and to race a little bit because I'm getting crazy, you know. And I I'm back to the, the WEC. WEC for me teach me maybe another 50% of my knowledge that I know today. It's amazing. It's my favorite category in motorsport. The WEC is something incredible. It's a poor. Motor racing, okay. I feel free to deliver myself. I feel free to to race each other, you know. I feel free to uh, intervene and to and to say maybe you are wrong in the strategy. Maybe let's do like this. Maybe it's a poor racing, okay. I being able to 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 win Daytona. Mm. I won also a Spa. We being in the podium and and also we had a gentleman driver with us so we did an amazing job with anthony davidson
1: yeah a
2: very nice guy very talented very experienced we we, we learn from each other i think and we enjoy our time uh, unbelievable i'm missing that a lot i needed to stop for uh, for my things okay but maybe I will look back to 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 do some more years in in WEC. I I, will, I, I need to to sit down and to think for a good program, you know, yeah. because I really enjoy when you have to, the chance as a driver to compete and win. Mm. Not for for competing for nothing, you know. You, you need to have in any sport the chance to win, yeah. because if you if you don't have the chance to win. It's not. It become not a sport. It become a, a simple business. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I think Wake is gonna be uh, my next target. I want to win uh, Le Mans, of course, mm-hmm. just to complete the the, <laughs> the career. And then yeah. when Le Mans is is done, I think I will stop. Yeah. Finally. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, that's, it's it's lovely as well to see on your Instagram and your social media, you seem very much a family man and it must be nice to have had that career now uh, racing, you know, at the pinnacle and racing in uh, World Endurance and Le Mans uh, and now having more time to focus on other parts of your life.
2: Exactly, because also for me, uh, you don't, you don't compete 22 times during the year, you compete only t- eight, 10 times, which give me more time for my family. Mm-hmm. But a part of the time for my family, you need to, you need guys to follow this series because it's unbelievable. The teamwork, the teamwork is something unbelievable. It's a proper teamwork. I think Formula One and many other categories need to learn from them how they approach the races, the atmosphere, the fans, the cars, the rules, okay, amazing. Amazing category, very well managed, okay. Uh, very popular, also is becoming more and more popular every day, extremely nice drivers, okay. And uh, I'm very talented, It's Formula One, many Edge Formula One drivers racing there. Amazing, amazing time I spent in WEC and I really hope to, to come back and to, to enjoy because in the sport, you need to enjoy what you do. When you don't enjoy what you do, it's, it's even not a sport. You know, it becomes a, a heavy work.
1: Yeah.
2: And it, a heavy, it, it must be heavy work. You must have work uh, 24-7. But it needs to be uh, pleased and funny and enjoy, enjoyable
1: um pastor thank you so much for your time here on around the outside it's been an absolute delight to hear about all the things that we don't normally get to see you know from outside um and hear about your journey into formula one and and everything that you're doing now um it's been great to catch up with you thank you so much and hopefully we'll bump into the into you in the paddock someday somewhere
2: (laughs) of course of course thank you very much guys i wish you all the best with your podcast Around the outside is very nice, and uh, and yes, please all the followers to keep uh, watching this podcast and uh, and thank you, thank you guys, thank you very much for uh, all the remembers uh, to follow me also, and uh, and yes, uh, say let me say hi to all the fans who are always writing me and not uh, a fully uh, Instagram. Uh, active active <laughs> men, I need to become, uh, honestly, I need to become more close to my fans, uh, we are doing some some projects to, to do something different in the following months, you will see, and, uh, and thank you, thank you very much.
0: What a privilege it has been to speak with Pastor Maldonado here on Around the Outside, We both feel so lucky to have been given this chance to talk to him, so a massive thank you to Pastor for allowing us to ask him our questions.
1: We really hope you've enjoyed this episode, finding more out about who the real Pastor is, and the great insight he gave us into his F1 career, but also what he hopes to do in the
0: near future. Join us next time where we'll be rounding up the latest F1 news and looking back on a scintillating battle between Max and Lewis in Spain last time out.
1: And we'll build up to one of the most prestigious races on the calendar in Monaco. We'll see you soon here on around the outside take
0: care